Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen? And so are you! Greetings and salutations, one and all! Welcome back to episode four, count them four, of Scream Queens! Where horror gets bent. Tonight, put on some protective eyewear because it's time for another crapshoot! Then, we're gonna be skinny dipping with bow-legged women and a whole fleet of piranha! When we check out Piranha 3D with the New York City Horror Movie Meetup Group. We're gonna get it all started right after this. darkness of a hot summer night in 1873. In the crowded tenements of Manhattan, Nicholas Ryan and his sister Mary were brutally murdered. The savage and bizarre nature of the crime was shocking even for the notorious Five Points District. The entire city held its breath in fear. The murderer was never found. Hidden Theatre presents the Lower East Side Murder Mystery, The Ryan Case, based on an actual historical unsolved murder, in which you take the role of detective, searching the bustling streets of modern-day Manhattan, scour dark alleys and seedy lairs to hunt down a host of dubious suspects, search for clues, unearth the truth, bring justice to the slain. Come live out the Lower East Side Murder Mystery every Saturday night at 6pm all summer long. For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheatre.com or call 212-780-4787. History couldn't catch this fiendish killer, can you? Hold on to your pampers, bitch asses. It's time for the crap shoot. <laughs> Paul? 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 Oh. Ew, 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 ew. For the crap shoot tonight, we're going to be looking at a little British shocker called The Disappeared from 2008. The Disappeared meaning someone who has disappeared. There's something about the title that makes me want to call it The Disappeared, but so if I do that during the course of this review, fuck you, deal with it. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Okay? Okay! Everybody knows each other. Uh, Matthew's brother disappeared without a trace. This is the playground from which young Tom Ryan went missing. Told you to look after him. I think he's still alive. Now, a voice is pushing him towards madness. Something's going on between me and him. I believe her. They call her a witch. I know where she lives. A secret is coming to the surface. Maybe he's trying to say something to you. Ghosts never rest until they find an answer. Ghosts? This place is full of them. But the truth is waiting for him.
Why can't I get rid of him? Because you weren't there for him when he needed you. Disappeared. So, as you may have guessed, this is the story of a kid named Matthew. I'm not sure if that came across in the trailer. Anyway, Matthew lives in the London slums, and he's just been released from an asylum. Um, or I, I should say, he's been at hospital. Because he, uh, apparently he attempted suicide after the disappearance of his brother some time ago. It's never really clear how long ago this happened, but um, the kid's been gone long enough that the police file is closed. We're talking about his little brother Tommy. The whole story that happened there, Matthew was having a birthday party and was drinking and smoking, and the kid went out to the playground out front. Matthew was supposed to come get him, was late, and when he finally came out, he was gone. And it turns out there are lots of kids that have been disappearing from the neighborhood during this time. Uh, and Tommy was the last of them. It's not too long after Matthew gets home that he starts hearing voices. Initially, he's uh, playing on a videotape of news footage of the news reports of Tommy's disappearance and the pleas of his father, you know, please return him, we need him, we love him, when he starts hearing Matthew calling him on these tapes. And what I thought was interesting here, every time he rewound them, he heard the same thing over and over again. He kept hearing, Matthew! But it was a different intonation every time, and I thought that was kind of nifty. Anyway, this, keep, this kind of stuff continues. He starts seeing his brother here and there. He starts hearing his voices other places. And you start to wonder, is something supernatural happening? Or is Matthew still bonkers? Now, along this point, we're introduced to Matthew's friend, Simon. And Simon is played by that blonde kid from the Harry Potter movies who plays uh, Draco Malfoy. And his name is Tom Felton. Tom puts the idea of... Um, EVPs into Matthew's head. This, this might be an example of EVPs, which, if you don't know, is electronic voice phenomenon. If you don't know this, why are you listening to this show? Go do some homework. No, I'm kidding. Stay here with me. Stay here with me. Let me tell you a story. Almost everybody thinks Matthew is crazy. A couple of people don't. The girl next door doesn't, who's kind of the love interest. She sends him to a psychic to get more information, which he does. The thing is, I don't want to spoil this movie because you know what? Cha-ching! It's a gem. I like this a lot. You have to be patient with this. This is an incredibly, incredibly slow burn. But the payoff is worth it. The, the last act is, the last reel is very exciting, very disturbing. And I have to admit something. They had three jump scares in here. Normally, they have no effect on me. All three times, I went through the roof. Didn't see them coming. Score one for the disappeared right there. Now, a lot of you folks out there might not have the patience for this movie. Like I said, it's a slow burn. Plus, it doesn't really give you anything new at all. The story is not particularly original. It doesn't give you anything you haven't seen before. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't reinvent the ghost story is what I'm trying to say. However, I found the storytelling to be so well done that it had me all the way. There were a couple of times where I was getting really bored with it. I'm like, okay, this really needs to move along. Something needs to happen. Yet there'd be something that would happen at that point would, that would just get me back in. Just something I could never quite get myself to turn it off. And I'm glad I didn't. Because this stuck with me for a long time. I wish I had more to say about it. Go see it. It's a well-made film. The thing is, I thought it was going to be a joke. As soon as this movie started, I thought I was going to be in trouble. Because the first thing you see is a film by Johnny Kevorkian. I'm like, really? Really? Is Stacey Hitler the editor? But no, this is a very serious, somber film. And one that's very well-made. What I found very affecting 
was the depiction of the quiet devastation that this little boy's disappearance has affected on his family and the neighborhood and everything else. Now, clearly, this family's been torn apart, and just it's not rubbed in your face. It's just you feel it, even though it's not spoken. And I thought it was nicely done, not overwrought. An American film might have gone for the pathos and everything, but just the silence in this film spoke volumes. And visually, a lot of it's stunning. It's got this whole gray and blue palette and... When the creepy stuff comes, it's great. Sometimes it's just the small, it's just the smallest things. For some reason, are magnified so much for through the filmmaker's skill. I'm thinking of this one shot of closed door with light shining under it, and you can see that there's a pair of feet standing on the other side, and it's terrifying. Nothing happens. The feet don't even move, but the shot is just chilling. Well done, Johnny Kevorkian. Go rent the movie. If you don't like it, give me a call. Tell me to fuck off. If you do like it, give me a call. Tell me to fuck off anyway, because I don't care. I found a diamond in the shit pile. Yeehaw! We feel like Greeks. We feel like Romans. Centaurs and monkeys just cluster around us. We drink elixirs that we refine from the juices of the dying. We are the monsters. We're moral. This is the splendor of our achievement Caught in the airstrike with a poison talk about piranha shall we yeah it's friday night i just got in from a screening of piranha 3d which i went to see with the new york city horror movies meetup group (sighs) great group of guys to go see flicks with and um i've had some beers so i'm podcasting while intoxicated i'm not shit-faced because because i'm not like the drunken zombie guys I can't drink like a whole case of beer during a show because I'm of a normal body weight. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But enough about them. Let's talk about the movie. You know what? Fuck that. Let's listen to the trailer. Okay? Yay! See that gap right there? Yeah. Quake opened that up. Now it's a connecting passage. Descending fissure. Oh, my God. It's at least 200 feet, Novak. <laughs> Sam? Something bit me. Sam, what are you seeing down there? Oh my god. Sam! It's like this body's been in the water for weeks. I want to know what the hell this thing is doing in my lake. Is that a piranha? This particular piranha vanished two million years ago. I'm thinking about closing the lake. There's us. And there's 20,000 kids. You do the math. Take it off! The shirt has declared an emergency. Don't worry, we got B over here! Piranha, hunt, and pop. 
first bite draws blood. The blood draws the pack. Okay, Piranha 3D obviously is about Piranha. Yeah, it's pretty much the same story as Jaws. Kind of follows the same format. An earthquake causes a fissure under the lake, which uh, exposes an, a subterranean, another subterranean lake under the lake and unleashes a fleet of prehistoric Piranha creature monsters thing. And after that, it pretty much follows the Jaws formula. You know, there are a couple of attacks, some people die, the sheriff knows, they try to warn everybody, but everyone's like, oh no, we can't close the lake, it's spring break weekend, it would ruin the town, you know the story. Overall, the film is fun, it's, it's what you expect, what, what, is, what is it that you're expecting, tell me. That's what you get, right, that's exactly what you're getting with the film. Although I have to say, the 3D is kind of um, secondary, you don't need to pay the extra five bucks to see get the 3d it's actually not done very well at all it's rather disappointing aside from one shot which i can't tell you because it's a spoiler um i'd be a real dick if i told you about it but the special effects in 3d are kind of not great they're not bad but they're nothing special uh the 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 piranha effects and the gore they're all very cg like you, you never believe for a second that there's an actual physical piranha prop anywhere on this set there's, like, there's no piece of piranha prop anywhere in the world. It's just all drawn. Um, you could kind of let that slide given the campiness of it, but even the campiness doesn't go far enough to completely let it go. That much said, I had a good time. Um, starts off with Richard Dreyfuss in a boat kind of playing the same character that he played in Jaws. And if you didn't get that Richard Dreyfuss was in Jaws, he's drinking Amity beer, and on the radio it's it's... Is playing the show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed song. And um, he dies pretty quickly. It's, it, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him. But yeah, he dies. And, you know, now in comes Elizabeth, Sheriff Elizabeth Shue and her, I guess, deputy, Ving Rhames. They find the body and they're like, hmm, that's peculiar. And immediately they find one of these fish pretty much. And they take it to... Christopher Lloyd, who is awesome in this. He's pretty much playing exactly the same character that he played in the Back to the Future movies. And you know what? Doesn't matter. He's a delight to see. He's he's just funny and, and great and just being his own self. Any moment you expect him to be like, Marty, we got to go Back to the Future or whatever the hell they would say and stuff. There's a lot of boobs in this movie. Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling that there's been... Um, like, not enough boobs in horror movies lately. This has got lots of boobs for you. And, hey, if you thought, if, you, if you're if you sitting back and you're thinking, you know, I really enjoy the topless water skiing in Friday the 13th. I'd like to see more topless water sports. Well, you get it here. You get topless parasailing. And you know that's not going to end well. You know that's not going to end well. The poor girl, she's up there not just parasailing, but she's doing flips from it and dangling. And at one point, she's just hovering over the water, dragging her enormous boobies through the top of the water. And you're just going, you're asking for it. You're asking for it, girly, girly, girl. 
Anyway, the main focus of the plot is this kid who is helping out. Uh, he's a local kid, and he's helping out a film crew uh, led by Jerry O'Connell. O'Donnell? No, O'Connell. Jerry, whoever. The kid from Stand By Me who was fat, but now he's not. He's this kind of girls gone wild type of video director, and he's got lots of girls who get naked with him, and they're out on the boat trying to film a movie, and well, they get eaten. Spoiler. But yeah, I, I do like you didn't know this, you didn't know this. But anyway, it's just it's it's piranha, man. I have to say though, at a certain point towards I don't know, the end of the first third of the film, I started to get bored. Because I kind of felt like I've seen all this already. I remember the first piranha film. Uh, excuse me, I burped. And pretty much any uh, killer fish kind of film. There's a safety to it. If you're not in the water, there's no jeopardy. And, you know, when somebody does go in the water, it's like, oh, no, oh, help me, help me. And then there's some frothing and, you know, red waves, and then that's it. And that's pretty much the film for a while. However, when it gets down to the big spring break attack, okay, now shit gets serious. Things go off the hook here. Some of the gore here is unbelievably gross. Delightfully gross, if you will. Um... Although it's kind of disturbed that every, but every time you're seeing someone get really mutilated, it's a female. Not a male. I don't know what you're trying to say here. But um, that's just me. That's just me. And for the gay listeners, Jerry O'Connell looks really good in a speed-up. But yeah, there's lots of boob and there's lots of taint. There's taint in this film. You don't see that in movies these days very often. And I say, well done. Uh, all in all, I recommend it. Go see it. Don't pay the extra money for the, for the 3D. Um, and have a good time. Go with friends. But be prepared to laugh. It's not scary, but it's funny. Okay, I've made a fool of myself, so I'm going to transition into something else. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl's swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? And what did she say when you grabbed her? I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? We're going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? Thank you, Captain. Captain, Captain, Captain. When you catch one of these sharks, what do you feel like? Like a rhinestone cowboy. We've just sighted the shark again. He's coming straight for us. Captain Quint is shouting something at him. Get your baby one. Hey, Jaws, the captain says he's going to catch you. What do you think of that? Uh-oh, here he comes again. They've hit him. Mr. Jaws, why doesn't anything seem to hurt you? He's coming right onto the boat. Mr. Jaws, why are you grabbing my hand? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? No, wait, Mr. Jaws. That's not the way this record is supposed to end. Help! Help!
That was Dickie Goodman with his 1975 hit, Mr. Jaws. Yeah, I actually had a whole LP of that when I was a kid. Not the 45, a whole LP of that kind of stuff. I wore the shit out of that record. I'm surprised my parents didn't beat me to death with that thing. Anyway, it's time for some listener feedback. Uh, We got one email, and I'm a big douchebag because I deleted it by accident. Sorry, but it was from Matt from the Dead Lantern Splattercast and the Blackfoot Lounge. And it was basically saying that I'm great and the show's awesome and stuff. But it did say something about fresh new voice, welcome to the community. I love you, have my baby. Something like that. But I'm sorry I deleted it. Moving on. We move on with our lives. I also got a couple of super nice tweets that are worth repeating on the show. Uh, First of all, we have one from Drusilla... Well, we're just going to say Drusilla, who, quote, I want a machete made of glow sticks, but how do you sharpen one? Well, that's a reference to the last episode. Well, Drusilla, you use your razor-sharp wit. That's what you do. Okay, and we also got one from That Horror Thing. Great podcast so far. Anyone can get together and chat, but it takes a lot to do it solo. Good job. Thank you, That Horror Thing. I appreciate it. And finally, we've got three voicemails to listen to. So let's do that. Well, how you doing, Scream Queens with a Z? It's all a massive one, Doiner. Doiner. I'm really digging your podcast. It Thank is you. massive. And that's all we got. Okay, Doiner. Um, he's kind of the unofficial publicity dude for the Drunken Zombie podcast. So go over and check them out, cause they're massive. Not as massive as me. Anyway, next up. Hey, Patrick. It's yourself. It's Friday night. It's right after the Piranha screening, and you're probably going to forget this happened and talk about it on the show, but you've got to talk about it on the show. <laughs> yeah, no comment on the screening. One of the guys I turned, we saw it with turns to me, and he oh, says, oh, God. man, damn, you must have hated this movie because of all the naked titties. I said, what do you mean? He's like, because you're a big homosexual person and everything. You must have hated all the naked titty boobs everywhere. I took great offense to that. That's not true at all. Actually, I I mean, I, I am a big homosexual person, but I love the titties yeah. in this. I cheer the titties in this. Here's the thing. As a horror fan, lifelong horror fan, I understand the importance of nudity in horror films. It mm-hmm. kind of goes hand in hand with the blood for some reason. And the titties have been kind of lacking in the mainstream horror film the past few years. And while his film might have had an excess of titties, it kind of just seemed like you were making up for lost time, and I don't mind. Right on. Now, the beaver I could have done without, but the titties is a little late for titties. Okay, bye. (laughs) Oh, Lord, I jumped down myself, and I don't remember doing it. I either hit a new high with this phone call or a new low. You'll be the judge. Wow, let's move on. Hello, this is me. Bye. Um, okay. I think that was Mr. Brad. Hi, Mr. Brad. Thanks for calling in from across the room. Anyway, next up, let's see who we got. Hey, Patrick. It's Freddie from Night of the Living Podcast. I was just calling to say congratulations. It's about time that you had your own show. I'm very excited. Um, And uh, I was just listening finally catching up on it uh cool. it's great fantastic uh keep up the good work and what you say about cats living podcast couldn't be more true they're just obsessed with it it's the it's all the cables and the wires it's like a 
Kitty Cat Paradise, um, dream come true. Uh, I will talk to you later. Bye. Okay, thank you, Freddie. Yes, that is Freddie, as you said, from Night of the Living Podcast, which, uh, by the way, was my first podcast that I started listening to way back in the day, so it's all full circle now. Memories lie the corners of my thighs. Anyway, you know, since that one episode, the cat has left the podcast alone just to make a liar out of me, but but I'm sure he's just kind of planning some sort of, I don't know, ambush attack later on down the line. You know what? That's all the time we got for this week. So, if you'd like to contact the show, please give me a call at 347-767-3509. Or you can write us at crew at screamqueens.com. That's queens with a Z. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Just be cool and get in the groove, y'all. Tune in next time when I'm going to be saving you a front row seat at Vincent Price's... Aside from that, I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to be having a great time, so be here. Anyway, this is Patrick. Remember, as my grandmama used to say, well, I guess you're too big to flush now. We might as well keep you. Bye. Oh,